everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. I still, like, I still baffles me that some of you listeners have not gone to HashtagBasketball.com. I have your internet history, and there's some suspect stuff in there, but the most suspect thing is those of you who have not gone to HashtagBasketball.com dot com go there right now because we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff from hashtag basketball.com and this podcast is brought to you by thrive fantasy you use that promo code wtb watching the boxes wtb and you'll get 20 free dollars after your first deposit of 20 dollars or more do you like prop betting do you like daily fantasy it's like they had a sexy baby together use that promo code wtb get that free 20 dollars on thrivefantasy.com i'm your host for the Watching the Boxes podcast, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, what a day it's been already. We got two guys out of the All-Star game now, man. It's been a crazy, crazy day. You you kind of thought, like, this little lull, this weak lull in fantasy would be a very calming, just kind of, like, chill period we could talk about. Uh, as we always do, our annual Fantasy All-Star Awards. But even then, you know, uh, we had two COVID outages with uh, Simmons and Embiid not being able to make the game. I don't know what that means for the game in general. I don't know if these guys have been hanging out with the rest of the All-Stars this week. I mean, this this could be potentially, think about it, you know, the top, what, 20 players top in the league are all getting together. If they all get COVID, this could be disaster for fantasy basketball. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now they said that they they did not – were not in contact with any of the other All-Stars as of yet. Um, but, yeah, it could get crazy fast. Yeah, seems like a bad idea. Um, it seems like – I don't even know if, like – sounds like Kyrie might not even show up um, or he didn't show up to media day. I, don't, I honestly don't know what's going on. I, once again, think everybody should be doing what is best for their health and safety. That includes NBA players. Um, I would rather see people healthy and safe than see a dunk contest. Maybe that's just me, but um, I think that's quite all right. Yes, I think we can agree on all of those points. Yeah, it's super weird because, uh, you know, obviously – uh, a year ago, the All-Star game was about the last thing that happened in the uh, in the NBA. Uh, luckily, that All-Star weekend went off without a hitch in Chicago. Uh, I got to see a bunch of bricked uh, dunks at the end of the uh, Rising Stars game, which was kind of fun. <laughs> Even though they missed, Zion missed like six dunks in a row when they were just letting him have at it. But I kind of, I love that, like, Hey, let's just have a show type of thing. I love the all-star break. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, and it also is probably the, you know, a good time to reflect back on the season, prepare for your playoffs. If you're having playoffs this year, good luck. Uh, and then pre- also start thinking about writing some notes down for next year, especially if you're in a keeper league or if you're in a dynasty league, um, kind of get a gist of how the league has gone so far this year. What players have impressed you? What players have caught your eye? And start preparing for next year's draft. Like, I know it's super, super early, uh, but this is a good time to kind of sit back, look at your team, reflect, and make those moves before uh, the home stretch. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, Tyler, uh, we got a um, excellent looking, uh, I think, skills, three-point, and dunk competition. Uh, we're going to get to our... 2021 fantasy all-star awards but uh, as we always do uh, we're gonna have to make another um pick we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do another draft as we do around the all-star game on the competitions and then i think tyler i think you won last year i think you've won every year that's my skill i win every year i mean come on it's my it's my only skill you know this I think I got you one year. I'm not keeping track of these uh, of our stats here. Maybe I should have. But um, Tyler often drafts uh, a little too well in these. I feel like he's got insider information. And if he does and he's been holding out on me, he's going to regret it. But we're each going to take two players 
from the skills and three-point competition and one player from the dunk contest. Um, and Tyler, uh, as you allegedly won last year, it is your honors to choose whether you want to go first or second for this draft. Uh, Michael, I will give you the first pick. I feel like wow. I will give you the advantage. That is, um, that is kind. That's very kind of you. Um, I don't know if there is like a really like a number one overall pick here at all for any of the awards. I know a lot of people have talked about uh, for any of these competitions. I know a lot of people are talking up Cassius Stanley in the dunk competition. And um, I don't think I'm going to take him. I think I'm going to go with Steph Curry in the three-point competition as my first pick. Uh, safe to say that was probably wise. I mean, he is the, the three point shooter in that contest, right? Um, he's easily the best out of the, the list of names. Mike Conley sneaking in the back door, uh, after two, uh, injuries. Um, but there he is Mike Conley in the three point competition and in the all-star game, which is, I, I don't know how Mike Conley is an all-star this year. Uh, but he deserves it. He deserves it. Come on. He Maybe it. like a career acknowledgement award. Sure. All right. My pick then, huh? Okay. Let's Absolutely. do this. Okay. So I am going to go in the skills competition. I am going to go with the favorite, um, Mr. Luka Doncic from oh, the Mavericks. Your boy, Luka. That is, well, um, he's got pick. a big advantage in that. And we can talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah. He, he gets a buy. He is one of two players to get a buy in the first round. So he's already in the semis. So I feel like there's enough advantage there that I'm going to try to take advantage of it. That is a smart move. Um, I am very shocked that um, Luca and CP3 are getting buys this year. I think that's an absurd thing. They should just have them all go in the best times. You know, the, the, the last X, you know, unless last four players go on or last two players go on or whatever, like this is a timed event, right? Uh, it's yes. It's, it's, uh, I mean, one person, only one person goes at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. So what's, what, why do we need buys here? Uh, maybe they're going to race this year. Maybe they're going to like both do the the obstacle course thing at the same time. I don't know. Potentially. Uh, we'll see. I guess we'll have to find out how they're actually going to put this together. Um, I believe, are we going back and forth? Are we doing a snake draft here? Oh, you don't want to do the snake draft because then I'm going to get, I'm going to get the big advantage. So I'll yeah. let you pick again. All right. We're doing, then I'll take CP3 before you snake him uh, for the same reasoning for the buy. So we got, you got Lucas CP3. Now it's your go. I am going to go with, man, this is tough. This is a tough one. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Cassius Stanley in the dunk contest. I got to do it. Wow. Um, I, 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 he has the best odds. And I feel like this dunk contest, three dudes, no one in like mainstream NBA, like uh, viewership, probably sort of any of these dudes. I personally, uh, Cassius Stanley, I didn't even know who he was. And I, 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 like I said, I don't play in these 300 deep team leagues. Uh, I think he's only played like 23 minutes this year. Is that right? It is, it is a ridiculously small amount. I don't know yeah. the exact number, but it's not a lot. But I think that is the reason right now that he is favored. Because if you have barely played any NBA basketball, yet yeah, they're like, yeah, get this guy in the dunk contest. You're probably pretty good at dunking. Apparently he's got an absurd vertical. And so uh, he is currently favored in betting, um, uh, I guess, betting circles, or if you if you bet on sports, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give my best bet for each one of these, Tyler, and my uh, my kind of recurring Mike uh, makes uh, irresponsible bets on basketball with money that he shouldn't do uh, to waste on that because he has other obligations financially. Segment, and I'm gonna say that. Anthony Simmons is the best bet here because I think the dunk competition is a always every single year, a crapshoot, absolute crapshoot. And Anthony Simmons, uh, if you could still get him at plus 600, that's a silly number. Um, I've seen him drop down to plus 300 in some places, but plus 600 for one out of the three guys who might have something crazy up their sleeve. There's only three dudes in the dunk competition. Why not? 
Well, and he he's the shortest too, so maybe that has plays plays in. He's only six four. Maybe that plays into it a bit. Um, he just doesn't strike me as like. I mean, I obviously I've seen him play for the Blazers a fair amount. He doesn't strike me as like a huge big time dunker. No, but I feel like that height difference. Like if he's got the if he's been working on some things, he's got the he he's the shortest guy. So it's like it looks like he's crazy when he dunk a little crazier when he dunks. We've seen that happen in the past with uh, you know Nate Robinson of all people and. I just think it's a crapshoot. It's the dunk contest. It's always a mess. As long as Dwayne Wayne ain't there, uh, you know, skewing. Like I, I think Dwayne Wade had some money on on the la- on the last competition. That guy is shady AF. <laughs> that is potentially possible. Um, all right, all right. I'm gonna go with Donovan Mitchell in the three point competition, okay. and I don't feel good about anyone other than Steph Curry winning this. But if I'm gonna take somebody, I'm gonna take him. Well, uh, Tyler, I think you. I think you skipped over me because you took uh, Cassius here, but I guess I'll take Simmons straight up. Uh, oh, I thought for, that was pick. Pick. No, I was just saying that's my that's my betting pick, but I'm going to uh... take him since you did not take my boy and you took Donovan Mitchell. I like that pick, but I was going to take my boy Zach Levine. Uh, the guy when open is a lights out shooter. I think Zach Levine has coming to kill, and I think he's also. Um, also, my best bet, if you can get him at plus 450, 500, plus 500, my best bet in the three-point competition is definitely Zach Levine. Um, all right. I'm going to go with a surprise in this, I think, in the skills competition. Who do you think I'm going to pick, Mike? Who do you think? Who do you think I'm going for? Okay. I don't – if it's a surprise, is it a surprise to people or a surprise to me? Uh, probably not a surprise to you. Uh, then I'm going to go with Sabonis. No. Oh. No, no, no. no. I'm going with Mr. Nikola Vucevic. Wow. And, and and this is another one of your boys. Now, why why are you going with this guy? Well, so this this competition is always a little bit strange, but you gotta be a good passer, right? Not that Sabonis isn't, but I just feel like Vucevic might be a little bit better passer. And normally there's a kind of three-point shooting element to it. I feel like Vucevic is probably the best one of those left. So I'm just going to go with Vucevic, just kind of a gut feeling on that. The big seems to have kind of made their way back into being like, this seems like a, it should be like a guard centric type of competition. But last year, um, Dante Sabonis almost won. And that's why I'm going to go with Dante Sabonis with my, the last pick and my last pick, Dante Sabonis uh, for the skills competition, I think has a very good shot at uh at, at getting the the win here even though he's playing from behind playing from behind from Luca and CP3 getting that by uh, I think Sabonis can do it I think he's hungry uh and he almost won last year so why not he's so you know he's only going to play like 10 minutes in the game so he's not going to worry about tiring himself out before the game so because I get the last pick I get everybody else right just everyone else in every competition that's not how this works that's that is not that's not how this works, Tyler. Ah, that's disappointing. All right. I'm actually gonna go with Mike Conley in the three point as the last Ooh. pick. Ooh. Um, don't feel good about Tatum or Brown winning. So I'm gonna go with Conley. Just maybe a feel good story of the night. All right. I, you know what? I hope he wins. I really do. I hope he wins. I've actually I actually have a outstanding uh, trade that uh, if Connolly wins the three-point contest, I must trade for Mike Connolly with, in one of my leagues. Wait, what, how, what kind <laughs> of contingency is this? Uh, it's due to the fact that I said no one wanted to trade for Mike Connolly and uh, stop offering. It's from a guy who keeps offering Mike, Mike Connolly for good players on my team, like, like very good players. Like You're not going to trade uh, Pascal Siakam for Mike Connolly, right? No, I, I wouldn't. Um, and so I've agreed to make a, a fair trade back after calling this person out saying no one wants to trade for Mike Connolly and that I will never in the rest of my life trade for Mike Connolly from this person in this league, who I know personally. Uh, I've declared that if Mike Connolly wins the three-point competition, I will trade for Mike Connolly. I will, I will have Mike Connolly on my team and I will give back a better Technic in, in in overall rankings, a better player for Mike Connolly. 
from my team. All right. All right. An odd trade, but I like it. Yeah. I think you got to, it's a weird year. You got to liven it up. Um, and then I will be ridiculed for saying I will never trade for my Connolly in my entire life. And then trading for my Connolly like two weeks later. So um, that is, that is the, that is the bet here. Uh, I like your team though, Tyler, you got the favorite Cassius in the dunk competition. Uh, you got Connolly and you got Don Mitch in the three point competition. And you got Vooch, the big Vooch, and Luca, who's probably who's the favorite as well in the skills. Um, I got Steph. How did you pick first and give me two of the three favorites? I'm so confused by I this. don't, you know, because I don't like taking the favorites because they never win. Oh, is that your strategy, huh? That is that is definitely my strategy. Um, I got Steph, who is the favorite. Um, but I think Zach Levine, Zach Levine might take it this year. Uh, CP3 close to being the favorite in the skills competition. Um, and then I got Sabonis, who I think could easily win. And then um, who was the other guy? Oh, yeah, I, I took Anthony Simmons because he's the best. I think he's going to win. And he's going to win me a lot of money. What's going to be hilarious is when the winners are Obi Toppin, Jason Tatum, and Julius Randle, and we picked absolutely no one. Yeah. Um, I want to hear what you people out there, the listeners, who do you think is going to win these competitions? Go ahead and tweet at us. Tweet at Watch the Boxes. Tweet at Tyler P. Watts. Uh, we want to hear if we're right or if we're wrong. Actually, I don't want to hear if I'm wrong. I'll, I will tell you if you treat, tweet to me why we're wrong, I will then tell you why you are wrong. So, which is why people tweet at Tyler more often than they tweet at me. Um, but yeah, if you got different opinions on this, let, let's hear them. Let, let's hear why you think these guys are going to win. Tonight's the, the night. It's, anyway, so you're not going to get those tweets off. Maybe during the, the competition, you could talk shit to us. I, I would appreciate that because I will be live tweeting most of these festivities because i got nothing else going on. It's my favorite weekend of the year, Tyler. Well, it's not even a weekend anymore. It's basically down to just today, so yeah. disappointing. It's my favorite six hours of the season. <laughs> that They're sucks. Up. COVID's ruins everything, man. What can we say? Yes, COVID has ruined this season. Um, it's ruined a lot of people's lives. I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's a tragedy. Um, and I still think we have to do our annual fantasy all-star awards. And now we don't do MVP because, like, then you just sort to the top and you go, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Jokic is having absolutely an insane year. So Jokic is the MVP. Like, that's... That's not interesting. That's not fun. Um, who's the most improved? Like, that's a little bit better. Um, you could just say who's got the best steals and blocks for a defensive player. We don't do any of that. What we do is we make a really uh, regular kind of like uh, most surprising or best sleeper. But then we also got a few in here that we make up every single year, just a random uh, assortment of awards based on the year. And Tyler, I think we're going to start with like a very traditional award for the Fantasy All-Star Awards this year. Um, and I'm, I think we are going to go with what is a traditional um, award, the most improved player from your perspective. Now, this is, as the regular awards are, open to interpretation. What, do you, what does it mean by improved? Well, that's kind of up to you. Well, yeah, I mean, I made the case last year and people told me that's crazy that Lucas should have won the most improved player because he took the hardest leap, which is from good to superstar. Yeah. Um, but no one backed me on that. And obviously he didn't win the award. To me, the, the winner of this award this year, though, at least so far, has been pretty simple. It's got to be, got to be Julius Randle. Okay. That's a very, I think that's a very strong take. Um, Julius Randle, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to argue against you. I'm going to give it my best. But Julius Randle um, currently in totals 16th overall. It's incredible. Yes, and one we didn't really see coming because we kind of thought Julius Randle had reached his ceiling. Fair to say that? I would say not only did we think Julius Randle reached his ceiling, I think we thought – that he might be on the decline. He might be on the way out. Yes. And and the big thing is he's added, you know, that kind of playmaking element to his game that just was never there before. He was 82nd last year in total value. Incredible. 
and he played 64 games, which obviously the games got all messed up because of the season, you know, no one played the same amount of games, but 64 games is a fair amount of games. It wasn't like he played 40 games. Yeah. He played plenty of games for you to make a determination on him. And let's just say what we need to say. Thibodeau is a great fantasy basketball coach for starters. He plays his players way too many minutes in games that they're winning by 20, which is good for fantasy use of stats. And since they didn't have a point guard, Julius Randle became like the de facto point guard. It turns out he's pretty good at it. Well, he's good at putting up numbers. I don't know that he's good at it. He, he committed a lot of turnovers, but the Knicks also have a much better record than anyone predicted. So maybe he is good at it. I think you got to look at the wins and the numbers. And you, I, I, I think you got to say he's good. He's good at it. He's no he's no Point Blake in his prime, but uh, uh, we'll get to the depressing Point Blake in I think next next episode as we go into um, uh, his, his movement to uh, the Nets. We'll talk about that in our uh, second half preview podcast that will be following this podcast. But I think that's a great pick for most improved player. I I don't know. I think. I, okay, I'm gonna say you can make an argument for Jokic, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that argument. I'm not gonna make that argument for Jokic. I think you can make it. He's in the list. He's in the short list. Um, but I think we should give a hard shout out to a guy I think is overlooked even by regular fantasy heads, and that's Fred Van Fleet. He's great. Ah, uh, see, I thought you were gonna go with your boy Zach Levine, who's actually in the top. Like sixth overall, I think um, you could make that argument too. But but Levine was twenty fifth last year, so it's a it's a jump. It's a real good jump. But is it that surprising? Not probably not, because I mean, he's just really good and he puts up really good numbers. Yeah, if you look at if you look at Zach Levine's totals, and maybe we should maybe we should say I think his trajectory, Zach Levine's trajectory is very Bradley Beal esque. Is that Bradley Beal got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better in all of the statistics that he needed to get better in? And now you're looking at a Zach Levine who's averaging 28, 5, and 5 with a steal. Um, and that is, you know, from three years ago when he's like 17, 4, and 3 with a steal. Those are the improvements you want to see. Um, I don't think it's out of control, but I think you could make the argument that the improvement from being like around the 40th best player to the, um, you know, 11th best player is actually most improved, but a lot of people definitely know who Zach Levine is Fred Van Fleet. While a couple years, a couple years ago, outside of the top 100 last year ended up ranked 40th, kind of around where Zach Levine ranked in totals. This year, currently in totals, seventh. Seventh overall. Actually, hold on. Let me make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Let me get rid of turnovers. Let me let me make sure we're talking about in eight cat. Excuse me. Uh, 18th. 18th. So Bradley Beal, seventh. I was uh, um, If you do go to hashtag basketball, you look at totals, and you get rid of turnovers. Fred Van Fleet is the 18th overall. The only flaw in his game is shooting around 40%, but elite steals, elite assists. And I don't think a lot of people drafted Fred Van Fleet in the top 50. Oh, well, I can tell you that if you really want to know. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe barely in the top 50. I feel like Fred Van Fleet, though, is, is, is a, trip, a typical Toronto underrated player, right? Um, yeah, he's actually kind of doing... Like he's kind of Kyle Lowering uh, his stats. Like it's almost weird. Like you know, you have CJ and Dame doing kind of the same stuff, and CJ was like basically playing better than Dame there for the beginning of the season, and now you have Fred Van Fleet playing better than Lowry. He had a Yahoo ADP of thirty-eight overall. Oh, um, uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe people were taking uh, and him. ESPN. He was forty-sixth, and then right. CBS he was fifty-sixth. So okay. if you look at Fantasy Pros consensus ADP, he was the forty-fifth overall player taken, right around that fifty mark. So those of you who picked him right around 
if you picked him at 35 or 40, you are very happy right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's definitely uh, been surprisingly good. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going with Fred Van Fleet. Let's go to our next award, Tyler. Let's um, most uh, okay, most frustrating. I, I had this as most frustrating COVID award, but most fr- let's just go with most frustrating award because I don't think let's let's try to leave the the COVID situation out of it. That's obviously frustrating, but it's also about. Uh, making sure these players are healthy. I think we missed somebody though for that that first award. And it oh, Jeremy, who? Jeremy Grant. Oh yes, that was on my short list. I am actually going to use Jeremy Grant in a different award later in the in our. But Jeremy Grant has been outstanding. I mean, let's let's face it; he should be in the running for the actual most improved player, I would guess. Um, but anyways, yeah. most frustrating, most frustrating, man, there's been some, some real frustrating guys, um, just in general and in, for a lot of reasons, man, it's been a weird, weird season. It certainly who, has. Who is the most frustrating? Well, I think it'll be easy to pick someone who's got an injury. Um, really a most frustrating guy for me. And you know, this is a guy I like to pick in fantasy. Cause he always puts up big numbers has been Andre Drummond just because they did the whole, Oh, we're just going to sit you out thing now. And so I got Drummond in a couple leagues and literally like, there's almost nothing I can do with him. I mean, I can't trade him for anything. I'm almost at the verge of just cutting him at this point, just to get him off my roster and get somebody who's putting up something. Yeah. Um, if you, especially if you're like in a, in a, uh, kind of like a category league and you decided to punt free throws and you were kind of building your entire team around Andre Drummond and then Andre Drummond just up and stops playing basketball. That's pretty rough. <laughs> that's, that is not, uh, that does not bode well for the fact that your team is doing well right now is my guess. Yes. Yes, for sure. And, and it's one of those situations too, where like you, you know, he's not really hurt. So some, some leagues, you know, I can't even put him on the IR and it's just, it's frustrating. It's a headache. Yeah. You don't even, cause you can't really just get rid of him, Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that he's going to play somewhere at some point. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to do. I think he ends up getting at least bought out by somebody out there. I would guess. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see. But that's I mean that's our advice: wait and see with Andre Drummond, and that's no fun. Then that is why he's probably uh, definitely winning the most frustrating um, uh, player award this season. I would wager. Um, I don't I don't know if I can say that Anthony Davis is the most frustrating player award because you know as someone you maybe took number one overall or in your top in top three pick overall. It sucks that he's only played 23 games. That certainly does suck. And he, but he's still doing Anthony Davis stuff. But the points are down. The three-pointers are down. The rebounds are down. The assists are down. The steals are right around the same. And the blocks are down. And the free throw percentage is significantly worse. And that's pretty, pretty disappointing for a guy you maybe – Took in the top three pick, one of your top three picks. For sure, for sure. Um, a couple other names I'll just mention here. Nurkic. Nurkic has been disappointing. Yeah. Um, a lot of that has to do with the injury. But um, Blake Griffin, if you picked him thinking you were going to get anything, obviously he has been pretty bad. And again, I don't feel ba- I don't feel bad for you if you picked Blake Griffin. We've been telling you not to pick Blake Griffin for what the last twenty two years. I think <laughs> um, maybe maybe thirty years now. Um, it's only a slight exaggeration. It seems like. Um, yeah, those are two names I think I mentioned, and I had another guy. Oh, Lamarcus Aldridge, who's ranked two hundred and fourteenth. In total. that, let, yeah, let's give a definitely honorary. What the fuck, Lamarcus Aldridge? Finally fell off. He hasn't been playing. I know he's out for COVID quite a bit too. So uh, it's a it's a double. You know, he's not playing well, and he's been out. So it's a double frustration with Lamarcus Aldridge. I think Mar- Lamarcus should uh, get an honorary most frustrating player uh, this season. Let's go to our next award. Um, all right. Who was the best pickup off waiver wires this year? So this has to be a player who 
for the most part, did not get drafted in a normal standard league who, if you picked him up in the first week or so, ended up being someone who made your team the best waiver wire pickup of the season. Oh, I'm sure you got a good list here. So I'll let you, I'll let you rattle if you got the good list because my list is not as strong as I'd like it to be. Ooh, well, um, I have the winner of this award. I don't know if I have like a full on list here. I can come up with a few, but I would say uh, my award for this goes to Chris Bouchard. That's who, I, that's who I figured was going to win the award, but I, man, I don't know. Is he going to be good? Is he going to keep being good? I'm worried about him. He keeps being good though. So like, I'm also worried about him. He's still playing 23 minutes per game of, on average this season. And he's still like, if you go and do your eight cat totals ranking, he's 35th overall. 35th overall in totals. He and he keeps playing not very many minutes. Like the only way he can, the only direction he can go is up. Right? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but can I don't know, some of the stuff that he does just seems a little fluky, doesn't it? Uh, after 36 games, is it fluky? It's it's a good question, but I don't know. I'm I'm not a firm believer. I guess that's my point. I would like if I could sell him for a top fifty player, I'd do it. Sure, I I think that's fair. I think if you're in a keeper league or in a dynasty league and you got him for nothing, you picked him up off the waiver wire. Next season, you're going to get him with your last pick or whatever your keeper rules are. I don't think you get rid of him. But if you're in a redraft league, sh- let's let's move him. He the circumstances in Toronto, I think, are the a question mark for me. Um, this season has been weird in Toronto. Obviously they're not even playing in Toronto. Um, so what does this look like moving forward in the future of this guy's career? I'm not sure, but I, I don't think we're going to see a different Chris Bouchard after the all-star break. Uh, fair enough. The other two guys I had, um, were Jordan Clarkson, who I don't yep. feel like has been picked a lot and is a top 50 player, and Norman Powell, who's also a top 50 player, but was picked in only a very select few of leagues as far as what I can tell. Those are very good uh, choices. Um, I, I think Mikel Bridges, if he, uh, I think he might have been drafted in a few leagues. I'm, I'm going to say he, I'm going to leave him. Yes, up, I, I thought he was it. too. Something was telling me he wasn't really that drafted, but then he had a Yahoo ADP of 84th. Ooh. So, okay, he was drafted, but I always get those those Bridges boys mixed up. So it's- uh, here, Here's the other guy, and this is the guy that I thought maybe you were going to say, and I think maybe even fits into another award, is Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. Who was uh, just out, is just outside the top 50, but was not drafted hardly at all. Although, strangely, in ESPN leagues, he had an ADP of 94. So maybe ESPN actually knew something for once that we didn't. That. That is uh, a bit surprising. Was Malik Beasley, what was his ADP? Well, I will look that up for you. I am not exactly 100% sure. Malik Beasley did not have a Yahoo ADP. ESPN 131, All right. CBS 123. Let's it him. would be another fit for the list. Yeah, let's give him, both Bridges boys and him, honorary uh, awards here for um, the, best, uh, the best pickup. Uh, obviously, though, I think Chris Boucher oh. gets it. I think you forgot a guy here that ranked what? 55th in the totals. This is a man who, who probably should be on that list. Uh, it's Mr. Enos Cantor. Now, obviously his waiver wireness is mostly due to the injury to Nurkic, but um, it all counts the same in fantasy. That is true. Um, I'm actually surprised to see him at 55th overall in totals. That is a surprise to me, but you are right, Tyler. Um, let's go into... The most, uh, the war that you mentioned with Tyler, um, to, no, excuse me, Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know why I said Tyler Halliburton. I, I got you and Tyrese Halliburton mixed up, Tyler. We um, do look a lot alike. I mean, we are both great point guards. That is true. You um, are the same height and you both play for the Kings. The most promising young player award. So we have another crop of rookies. We have last year's rookies getting better and we have all those third year 
breakout players that exist. When you look at only guys who've been in the league for the last three years, who, who is the most promising up and coming player? Um, well, I mean, the, the, I'm assuming you, well, there's a lot of ways, I guess you'd look at this. The most promising player is Luka Doncic still in his third yes, year. That is true. And it is the, I mean, one of the five best players in the league maybe already. And I mean, I'll nowhere to go, but up for him. But um, if we're talking about surprising player, it's, it's probably Halliburton for sure. I mean, I don't know that anyone really thought Halliburton, I mean, after he slid in the draft, Buddy Heald and Darren Fox there to play in the backcourt. I don't think anyone thought Halliburton was going to produce too much. And he's already a top 50. He's fearing 53rd in totals, which is just crazy. Cause he still is. He wasn't playing that many minutes at the beginning of the season. No, and he's just getting better. I think you can obviously look towards, uh, especially lately, LaMelo Ball. Um, LaMelo Ball has been uh, – but, but I, I don't know if that was um, – you know what I mean? I don't know if we're – we kind of knew LaMelo Ball would be decent, but I don't think we knew he could be or would be this good this quickly. Yes, he's the 26th ranked player in fantasy on totals. Yeah, and in per game in the last month – 15th overall yeah he's been crazy and i mean i don't think anyone expected him to shoot 45 percent from the field nope. um the added spacing and guys who could actually hit shots playing around him has done wonders for him um he's been outstanding i've uh i've enjoyed i've enjoyed watching the hornets i've probably watched the hornets more than any other team other than the chicago bulls this season i don't know why but that's just the way it is, and that uh, I think the finally that points, rebounds, assists mark for the the Ball brothers has reached uh, finally a, a number that is uh, a little harder to bet these days. Well, we could talk about this too because I think this is going to have an impact on fantasy going forward. Is offense is up a crazy amount, and there's probably a lot of reasons why that is. Um, most of which is just guys missing time. Uh, so it's going to be difficult next year if we get a more normal year to figure out how to devalue but still value some of the stats we're seeing. That's a tough question, Tyler. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to use this season as – a um as a like you know like a fence post or or whatever the word is uh, the the phrase that i'm looking for is that you know can we make legit predictions based on the statistics from this incredibly weird covid year forward does the defense get better next year because people are more involved and less out and we're seeing first teams with their first with all their players and that means lamello ball shooting 40 percent instead of 45 and it's not just that. I think it's the fact that there's never any time to practice. So it's hard to implement any kind of schemes or, or anything because most teams just don't practice because they don't have days to practice. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, I've there's, I mean, there's been a couple of players that like are having these weird outlier years. We've talked about a few of them, but even uh, other than like uh, Jeremy Grant, like, Tobias Harris is having a really good year, like a better than normal Tobias Harris year. Um, Jalen Brown, is he breaking out or is it just a circumstance of the year? Uh, Terry Rozier, is he finally learned how to shoot or is it just the defenses are worse? I don't know. Well, and I, I think I think it lies here in, in this one very telling kind of stat. So the Mavericks had the highest offensive rating in the league last year. It actually broke the all-time record. Wow. Right, so it was the highest offensive rating ever at 115.9 points per 100 possessions. That that number, 115.9, would be sixth in the NBA right now. That is a very good uh, marker, high water mark. That's the the phrase I'm looking for, Tyler. Right. I think and this so, might be a high water mark instead of a kind of like a like a a guiding post. I think we might be reaching. A, uh, a, a NBA that is um, in flux with the level of, um, you know, 
with the level of competition that we normally see in an NBA year. Um, and that's why all these offenses are playing so well. Yes. And, and so it'll be, like I said, it'll still be interesting next year to figure out how, how do we use this? Do we not use this? How do we value this year? What is the value of some of these players going forward? Um, Cause I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be easy. No, I don't think it is. Um, Tyler, we've got a few more awards in my, in my favorite award. This is my favorite award. The fantasy whore of the year, the most picked up off the waiver wires, who's been abused up and down off the waiver wire the most this season. Oof. And I think, you know, we, I think one of your boys might be on this, this short list, uh, Josh Richardson. I know I've picked him up quite a few times and dropped him quite a few times in, in, in my season so far. Yeah, that's probably fair. He's been, he's shown some flashes of being pretty good and he's struggled at times. So he's probably been picked up and owned a lot. Um, a guy that shouldn't be keep getting dropped and picked up, but does in a lot of my leagues is Mason Plumley. Yes. Um, Plumley has been very good and continues to be very good and should be owned by someone. But one of those he, guys that's like really good, but then you're like, why am I owning this guy? He gets eight points a game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a couple of guys in the Hornets too. I feel like that kind of fit this list. Um, Miles Bridges being one of them, right? Like I've seen him picked yep. up and dropped a few times because his minutes sometimes go kind of haywire. Another dude is Kyle Anderson, which his guy just never gets his respect he deserves. I've, yeah, I've actually been uh, stopping that uh, that pickup train for a while. I've been holding Kyle Anderson in more than a few leagues, but um, as players get healthier, uh, something we'll talk about in our next episode. Uh, I don't know if Kyle Anderson will be on my team for the rest of the season, right? Uh, I think there's going to be weirder stuff happening as we're moving forward. I think Derek Rose has been one of those players have been up, up off the waiver wire in and out, in and out for, for good reason, right? Playing time, getting traded, etc. cetera. So um, who are we, who we going to give this one to? Good call. Tough call. Uh, man, I don't know. Who's, who do you think it is? Cause I, I'm kind of between a couple of those guys. Um, and and all, all of them have been good. I, I kind of like the Plumley one. Yeah, that's one I've been seeing a lot. And I actually, in a couple of my leagues, have done the same thing, just kind of picked him up and owned him. So I'm like, he's really producing good value, and he's kind of a, 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 a unique stat guy, which I always, I always like. Yeah, let's give, let's give that one, the, the, the Fantasy Horror War to Mason Plumley. Or is it Mason, Miles Plumley? Where's Miles Plumley at these days? Um, Miles Plumley not in the NBA anymore. That oh. guy is Mason Plumley. I'm not sure where Miles Plumley is. I will look that up. Pour one out for Miles Plumley. Oh, he last played for the Perth Wildcats in the National Basketball League, the NBL in Australia. Okay. He's 32 years old. Um, eh, that's not that old. That's not that old. I don't know when he played for this NBL team. I'd have to look that up here. That he is... played for, oh, 2020 he played for Perth, but apparently he's not playing for anyone this year. Interesting. All right. Um, Next award, longest player. This is a nice uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, longest name. Not longest name in the league. Go. <laughs> I won that one. Yes, you're wrong. Going. It's actually Thanos Antetokounmpo. Oh, uh, uh, but he's not really in the league. I don't buy that. Correct. He's in the league. I saw him. I saw him playing a game. No, nah, that's just Giannis's stunt double. Oh, Michael Carter Williams. Once again, we were all wrong. It is Michael Carter Williams, uh, or maybe Caldwell Pope? Uh, no. The longest player held on your IR this year. Who is it going to be? And I think I have the. I think I have the winner of this award. I think we got some nominees. Wait, is there somebody who has was picked that hasn't played at all yet? That's the thing. That's what it's I've been looking for. Triple J, Jaren uh, yeah. Jackson Jr. You can't drop him, but he hasn't played. Right. See, I see. I never. This never happens to me because you know my strategy. I always avoid. If you're hurt, especially with not a lot of details on when you're coming back, I pretty much always avoid picking you in the first place. That is smart. You know who's going to get a um, honorary most time in the IR award is your boy, Kristen Wood. Ooh. Yes. Let's. <laughs> Talk with Ben yep. Hurt for a while. Is he coming back at the after the All Star break? I have not. I do not. I do not know. Actually, I, not, I do not, not know, know if he is. But here 
is where we get into the best and worst sleepers of the year. Christian, the Christian Wood Award. Is he the best sleeper of the year? Is he the worst sleeper of the year? Who is our best and worst sleeper of the year every year going into the season? You know, there's a list of sleepers. You kind of know everybody's got the same damn list other than like a handful of people who are actually the real sleepers. And this year, Christian Wood was everyone's favorite sleeper um, per game. 15th overall, Tyler. Really impressive. 22 and 10. He's hitting a couple threes. He's got an almost a steal. He's gotten a block and a half, and he hasn't played since the beginning of February. Yeah, he's what, 115 in total? It's like, you got to be out there. Got to be out there. So who is the, other than Christian Wood, who is the best, who's the worst? He's the best worst sleeper, but who is the best and who is the worst sleeper? Going he's, the, in. he's the best worst. I like that. The, the best, best worst. worst. The best the worst, worst. Best or the best worst? I'm not sure. Um, well, so some of these sleepers, like if you had Lamelo Ball as your sleeper, that that's worked out. Absolutely. Um, so, Jeremy uh, Grant. Jeremy Grant, who was a, definitely a sleeper uh, on most people's list, is ranked 24th. So that's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic one. Is Clint Capella a sleeper? I, so we were kind of talking Clint Capella's a sleeper because he was being underdrafted, but I don't, I don't know that he is. I don't, I don't know that he qualifies. I he was underdrafted for sure. Um, so there's that, man. There, there's been some good kind of breakouts, but I don't know, man. Like most of the sleeper guys are on one end of the spectrum or the other. It's the sense that like they either popped pretty good or they just there was nothing. Yeah, like, and and I'm gonna go with like you know like wor- some of these worst sleepers. Um, man, like is well, Ochinanobi. You could still you can still roster him, so I, I don't think he's a worst sleeper. But yeah. he, he's not living up to the the hype. How about that? Yes, yes, I'll give you that. Same with Kelly Oubre. Not really a sleeper, but not living up to the hype this year either. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right about that. Kelly Oubre has been rather disappointing. Let's see who who else was down here. Um, anyone who was excited about Otto Porter? Uh, I think we we dabbled uh, and then told you not to be excited about Otto Porter there at the end. Um, that you should not be excited about Otto Porter, and then you weren't. Um, anyone who thought Tyler Hero was going to have a breakout season, that didn't work. Did not work. Is John Wall a disappointing sleeper? Well, John Wall in this kind of in the same boat as Wood is. He's I think he's been good. He just hasn't played. Yeah, he's in and out. We uh, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get a feel for if he can you know stay st- play multiple times in a week, right? Um, and I think we've seen that more and more this year with you know all the all the miss the COVID miss the all the misses. Yeah, I'm gonna give the award out to Darius Baisley. A lot of people talking about Darius Baisley as a true, uh, an actual sleeper before the season. And um, yeah, he, where is he on this list? I'm looking for him on, uh, on hashtag basketball's list. And he's at 148 in totals overall. Yeah. Not great. Not great at all. Not great. I don't think you can give Kimba this award because he's coming back. He looks pretty good. Yes. Yes. He's, he's building, building as, as I like to say, building it up. He is on his way. Uh, I think that is it. Do we have any more? I think that was it. That was, that was oh, our I got one. Award. This is well, one of my it. favorite ones. I think we do this all the time. The Left for Dead Award, and it's now back to being a fantasy relevant player. And I will nominate mm. Mr. Nick Batum. Wow. Okay. Right? Like, absolutely no one wanted Nick Batum. Oh, he was good. Now he's terrible. He's ranked 78 in totals for the season. That is That is impressive. Um, I think, I don't think Nick Batum, anyone cared, uh, any two shits about Nick Batum. I think you're absolutely right about that. And then now he's just, he's back, man. He's back. He's doing fantasy things. Thad Young's another guy you could give it to. He's ranked 82nd. No one thought Thad Young's going to do anything. Bobby Portis, 84th. Another guy yeah. no one was really on. There's Thad. a lot of these guys. And it just goes to show you that if you're skilled, man, you, you get the minutes you can produce. Yeah, you still stick around. I think that Young is a great example uh, of that. I think uh, even though his percentages are very bad this season, uh, Eric Bledsoe, I think people are just like, – I think he'll be in this category next year where people are like, oh, man, Eric Bledsoe fucking sucked last year. 
Blitz is fine. He'll be fine. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, right. shout out to Jay Sean Tate, too. Who's just outside the top 100 and a guy I think most casual NBA fans have no idea who that even is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that is, Tyler. What's right. he doing? He, he's he in Houston. He's playing quite a few minutes. Yeah, and he and he came from I think the NBL. Like he was in Australia playing. Like he was a fairly good college basketball player, and he just didn't get the opportunity. And then he came over here, and he's back, twenty five years old, and he's playing really well. That should be one of the awards, uh, highest ranked player whose name I don't recognize. It's like that Charles Barkley game. Who's he yeah. play for? Yeah. <laughs> And it is, it's Jason Tatum, 102. Shout out to him um, for making the list. Actually, I, I know the rest of these guys. Click, click, click. Let's see who's next. Who's like, oh boy, who the hell's that? Um, but, but, but we're all going all the way down. I mean, I've heard Isaiah Roby, but I couldn't tell you who he played for if you like really sat me down. So 152, Isaiah Roby. That would be the next. In and that, he's been surprisingly, surprisingly good. I mean, I don't think anyone thought. To, uh, and there's some other guys that, like, the casual fan has no idea. Probably Jared Vanderbilt. Like, he's 150. No one probably knows who, who he Kendrick really Williams. is. Kendrick Williams. Right. Those type of guys. But, um, yeah, it, there's always value to mine on teams that are not that good. And you're only going to see more of that once the trade deadline comes. So keep yep. an eye on those teams. There's going to be a lot more Tates and Kendrick Williams is in the second half of this season, especially if the trade deadline gets weird and we will be here for you for that. We'll be talking about all those trades uh, and anything else coming up in the second half of the season. We're going to be doing a preview of the second half of the season very soon. Um, but other than that, enjoy your all-star break. Enjoy the all-star game slash dunk skills competition all on one day. Um, and stay safe. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Toby Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us on whatever you're listening to this to on or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Support the show. We got a Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Uh, if you want to see some gambling odds on that twitch.tv, let me know at Watch the Boxes and I'll uh, get off my lazy ass and start doing that. Tyler, I'm very excited for the Elster game. I'm and I'm more excited for the second half of the season. What's what's like a like a quick sneak preview of the set of your most interesting second half of the season that you're the, the topic you're most interested in? Um, how the play in affects the second half. Do teams try to go crazy and some of the schedules are very, very packed up? Are they gonna try to play everyone every game? Are they gonna be a lot of resting? How those two extra playoff in quotation mark spots um, impact everything. I like that. And I, we are going to be talking about that topic next time. Everybody stay safe and we will see you then have a great one. <laughs>